comic books, comic books, comic books. Hmm, horror, sci-fi, which is it? What do you like? Well, today we've got a special guest, Mr. Joffrey Cotton, with us today. And you may be asking, what does this have to do with comics? A whole lot than you can imagine. Today is going to be splendorific, everybody. Welcome to Two Geeks and a Microphone. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Two Geeks and a Microphone. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most illustrious, the most crazy, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. Well, hey, everybody. This is going to be an interesting episode today. I'm very excited. We've got a special guest that Mike's going to introduce here shortly, but we're going to be talking all kinds about comic books, Kickstarters, horror, because, you know, it is October, by golly. And then we're also going to be talking sci-fi and the whole comic books realm. And uh, so I'm pretty excited. Mike, do who do we have with us today? Well, we have a most splendorific, horrific comic book creator, <laughs> Joffrey Cotton. Thank you for joining us, Jeffrey. Or Joffrey. Okay, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. So it's Joffrey, right? I, I got to well, get yeah. that right. Joffrey. You okay. Got it. I keep, I got it in my head that it's Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat or, eat or. It's all right. That's all right. It's all good, man. So, um, we're going to start off with uh, with our Geek Dar. Um, I'm looking for my Geek Dar uh, segment here. All right. Yeah, I have no geeky news this morning, Stephen. So we're going to jump right into the Geek Dar. Okay. And then we'll, Sounds good. We'll, we'll get into the other stuff. Show the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. <laughs> And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. All right. And we've lost it too. So, <laughs> all right. So up to, up on my geek dar, uh, as, as it generally is, I have a comic book. Um, so DC has put out a new series. Well, it's a mini series. It's going to be six issues long and it is the justice league versus Godzilla versus King Kong. And I had heard about this several months back and I was super excited. In fact, we had it on the geeky news um, back then and it came out yesterday. So as soon as I got off work, I rushed to the comic book store and picked it up just so I could have an our geek dar this morning. Right on. That is the cover, which is pretty awesome. And then it's kind of a gateful cover. I mean, you know, the back, it's hard to see with my green screen, but there's Kong. <laughs> um, I did read the first issue 
and uh, I love it. It's fantastic. So the Justice League um, meets the Godzilla and King's, King Kong from the MonsterVerse, from the, the current movies that we've been seeing you know, in the movie theaters right now. Um, in fact, the, uh, um, league of doom or, uh, Oh, what's the bad guys to justice league? Uh, anyway, they actually go to skull Island and, and encounter one of those skull monsters that you see in the skull Island. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, Legion I'm, of doom is what you mean. Yeah, Legion of doom. Thank you. Yeah. Um, slipped my mind. It was so funny. I went into fantasy yesterday to pick the book up and I was talking to one of the guys that works there and he was like, yeah, it's a little ridiculous how they get Kong and Godzilla there. And I'm like, I don't care how they get them there. All I Mm. care is they're all fighting. That's all that makes a difference to me. Um, But yeah, so far the first issue is amazing. I would love to cover the whole six issue series once it's done. So we'll see about figuring that all out when it, when it finishes here in another five months. So very nice. Megan, thanks for showing those again. on, on Yes. The thank you, Megan. So that's my geek dar. Um, okay. I don't know if you got anything, Steven. I'm still stuck watching the Y files on YouTube. Loving nice. it. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. show. Uh, Hecklefish. Uh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I like that show. Yeah, I am. I'm absolutely hooked. Absolutely hooked on Same that show. Them, I think at this point, have you? Yeah. yeah. So normally comes out with a new show every Thursday night, but he's a little behind. So it tells me he's there's some pretty cool editing having to go into this new one. I'm not sure what the topic is, but I am just uh, I'm just really enjoying it. And I've even gotten into where he'll do uh live after shows mm-hmm. so people can chime in and stuff like that. And I had not watched them um, just cause you know, I'm, I'm in for the main content, but now I'm like a sucker. Now I'm going back to watch the live shows because <laughs> he gives extra info or got him some dollars. Right. <laughs> That's what those are. It's like big tip jars, basic big digital tip jars. I know. Right. Yeah. It's amazing to watch how much people will drop. Uh, yeah. It's those, crazy. So. I've- so I've, some of the some of the guys that do the MCU leaks and stuff and the rumors and everything and confirmation that um, when I was speculating and getting really into that and trying to um, get out in front of the uh, market that way, um, yeah, those guys uh, they they'll do those shows after like after their their live watches or whatever and people will just throw money at them. It's crazy. And they're they're great. They're great. They're funny and they're they're entertaining. But there's just like ridiculous amounts of money being made on the internet right now. You know. Right, <laughs> nothing. Just like you know, just to like to talk to talk to people about movies and stuff. You know, it's great. It's awesome. Right? Yeah, great capital out of nothing. You know, I'm I'm a prime example of that from what I do with comic books and stuff. I um, clean them and press them, and you know, buy them and sell them. And you can make money out of thin air. You know, if you if you know what you're doing. Right. You know, takes, oh takes wow! Wait, 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 wait. You you clean and press comic books? Holy cow! Yeah, we- submit. I, I think we're going to have to talk off the air a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, we'll be talking. I have, about a, um, I have a dealer, a dealer level account now for CGC, too. I've done a whole lot of CGC submissions for people over the last two and a half or three years or so. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I've got I've got it down to four machines. It's, it's pretty streamlined. And um, I, I, I move through, try to do four a day. And then um, I get pretty, I get I can get a little backed up sometimes. But for the most part, it moves pretty consistently. And it's just another part of my business model, I guess, if you want to call it that, you know with the writing and the publishing and then that, and then also um, buying and reselling books, you know, like a, 
I got well, a digital brick and mortar basically at this point. We, I've got so much stuff to sell here, man. It's ridiculous. We should move into the main portion of our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say you guys are talking about. I don't. I haven't had a chance to keep up with new comic books at all. But um, I do pop into the shops. There's a couple around over here by me that are super supportive and really cool people. And um, uh, I was in one of them the other day. I forget which one, but uh, they were. We were talking about the um, Wolverine is gonna fight the Predator, and it's yes. in the series or whatever. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's cool. My, my, my buddy that runs the shop, he was saying, man, I don't, he, he wasn't buying it. He was like, I don't, the predator is really cool, but I don't know if he's going to be able to mess with the Wolverine, you know, right? we, we ourselves nerding out about the whole like monster versus, you know, uh, uh there you go. So I'm sure it's highly entertaining <laughs> and stuff. He, he, he made a point though, you know, but like, who's, it's hard to kill Wolverine, like, you know, so. Right. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Let, let's, let's analyze this for just a second. All right. So. So the Predator went up against Danny Glover and he went up against Arnold Schwarzenegger and both of them are just regular guys. Now, Arnold was kind of a super soldier in a way. He's good. I love but, him in that movie. But he's no he's no Wolverine. Come on. So if the two of them can can beat the Predator, I think Wolverine can beat the Predator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And you make pretty quick work of them. It sounded, it sounded like a fun story. I'm, I'm glad that Marvel was able to get their hands on those properties, uh, Alien mm -hmm. and Predator. Hopefully, they do it justice and stuff. You know, they, they were they were Dark Horse did a great job, and uh, it was weird. Dark Horse was supposed to be doing some Star Wars stuff, and I don't know if they still are or what's going on with that. Dark Horse did get some of the rights to Star Wars back. Uh, mm -hmm. Marvel gave From, some of them the rights, yeah. uh, and they're doing kind of like. It's like a little more kiddish stuff than what they used to do. So like IDW. It's, yeah, it's weird mm. because I mean that's not usually Dark Horse's MO. So yeah. but you know, they did get some of it. I, I bought one of them and I just didn't care for it much. And you yeah. know, but I also I have a ton of comic books that I yeah. collect and it's like, eh, yeah, I just don't need this one. <laughs> I was I was getting I was heavy into the High Republic when it first came out and um they they got the book, but I didn't quite finish the book with Starlight Beacon and all of that. And um it's cool though. It's interesting to see them build, building out all this other this brand new world and area, you know, of the of the Star Wars universe and um eventually they'll connect it all and have little interlocking pieces, you know, and this and this and callbacks and It'll be a lot of fun, I think, if it's handled right, you know. But um, we'll see. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know yet. So I didn't, I haven't got a chance to watch Ahsoka all the way through. It just doesn't pull me in like The Mandalorian does. I don't know what it is, but um, okay. the child and Din Djarin, you know, and Grogu and Din Djarin, and it's just, I don't know. For me, that's 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 all I really care about right now for Star Wars. I love Darth Vader and all the dark stuff, and but they've been screwing that up in my opinion lately too. You know, um, um, so <laughs> without without having to get into too much, you know, and I'm not going to be too critical of of anything because I, I like to just be entertained. And as long as it, that's what happens at the end of the day, go go do whatever you want to do. But you know, um, there's certain stuff though that I like to nerd out to a little more than other stuff, and and you can't gotcha. mess that stuff up because I'm going to give you hell if you do. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> we're protective we of our, our favorite and, and properties. Do what? I said we're protective of our favorite properties. Right, right. And I think that's that's fair. You know, they, um, we're the people like us have been the ones that have su supported all of that over the years and, and made it what it is today. And uh, so I think it's important that they remember that and honor the, the 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 lore and the canon and stuff that was set in place a long time before they've ever come along. You know, whoever they are. Oh, 
Yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, let's, let's jump into our main event. Then I think we're, we're moving into that. So. Mm-hmm. It's time for the main event. All right, but we're not here to talk about Star Wars today. We will talk about it next week a little bit with Jeff and Zig of Murdery and Murdery. Um, When we come back and talk about Darth Bane, I'm looking forward Mm. to next week. Those guys, it's going to be fun. But until then... We got Mr. Joffrey Cotton to talk about his book, Roseville. So, and a whole lot more. <laughs> and a whole lot more. Yes, yes. I'm sure we're going to go off into all kinds of tangents with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, hey, everyone. If you're joining the show, um, we, you know, we do a couple of things where we talk about geeky news and then Geekdar, and then we have our main event. And with uh, Jeffrey uh, Joffrey today, boy, that's that is so interesting. I'm so sorry. You probably get that all your life. I mean, early on, I didn't really like my name because it was too different. You know, I want to be like Brian or James or whatever all my other friends were called. You know, and um, and but as I grew, as I got older, I kind of came into it. You know, and I started embracing it the older I got. And um, but yeah, early on, it was there was nothing yet to ever connect it to. Like to, the correlation was never there. I think um, like coming to America. Uh, I think Eddie Murphy's dad was named King oh, Joffrey Joffrey, I think of Zamunda. He right. sure and, um, was. As a kid, though, you know, we we're too young, and I, well, that's an R-rated movie. And my, I got to, I would, my parents didn't care; they'd let me watch that stuff. But they, right. um, but you know, your, your your friends and your classmates can't. Most of them can't relate. They don't know what you're talking about if you make that. Or um, Joffrey, <laughs> I guess you could, you, could call him, uh, you, you could call him Joffrey the Giraffe. I think from Toys R Us, um, we would, I mean, my mom would at least do that, and that was the only thing I had. Now that I'm older, yeah. and um, Game of Thrones has come out, right. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how many people connect you. Yeah, um, yeah. When I used to wait tables and bartend, I would hear that nonstop to the point where I would like want to throw up. Man, it would just just every single table you got. I went to, oh, like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Right, man. It was you know, it's it's hard to not to to not be like just be like tell somebody you're tired of hearing that shit. Pardon my right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but um, it was a good conversation. It's always a good conversation starter too, though. So I don't try to hold it against anybody because, like, I know a lot of people. It's not a very common name, so not not here in the U- good old U.S. of A. at least. So <laughs> right. Well, I apologize if I slip into Jeffrey, but no, it's okay. It's I don't I don't I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. Very gracious, thank you. So. Thank you. Well, what's funny is, ever we treat this kind of like a coffee table conversation. And so even as just before we already started getting into the show, we realized there's a whole lot more to Joffrey than just the mm. Roseville comic. But the I'm, I'm going to post here in the in, in the chat everywhere to uh, check out his Kickstarter page. And you'll see all the projects that he's working on. And then you can also get... Uh, cued into any future projects that he has on Kickstarter. And uh, what's really fascinating about it is, man, you were involved in a lot of stuff and we were even joking about just a moment ago about just the, you know, with the pressing of comics and, and being involved, help us understand a little bit of all that you're involved with, with just the comics industry itself. Okay, so well, plain and simple, like I love comic books and how they're the media and how 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 stories are told through them, how the artwork blends should you know blend seamless seamlessly with the um with the writing and um 
it's just a great, it's a great, um, it's been great for me my whole life, you know, and I've only recently come back to it. Um, I got a job at a comic shop around here um, and, and worked there for about six months. And um, then after I left there, um, that, that fire kind of still lingered. And so I decided to, um, it was just coming around the time that COVID was happening. I was on the internet more and more on Facebook um, and in, in these comic book groups. And I, and I saw, I saw how they, how they functioned and how people would like do these sales and auctions and different things and figure out eBay and start getting back. And I was already still into all the new characters and everything. So from working at that place and, um, and so I just kind of endeavored to, to try it myself. And I started selling some of the stuff I had and it led one thing led to another. I liked selling books and stuff. So I started off that way. And then on, on down the road a year or so, I figured out this cleaning and pressing thing that was going on. And people were talking about this and that and how you can get better grades and whatever. And so I got into that and I got I got a machine. You know, I, I had there's a guy out here that I was working with and I had him doing my stuff and it was taking a while. And it's it's pop. It's common. Like my, my, whenever I do it, it can take a long time sometimes for people to have to wait. And um, uh, but anyways, and that wasn't that was part of the like that was like the catalyst that made me want to be like, you know, um, and money having to pay somebody. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to do this myself. You know, I'm just gonna buy a machine. And so I bought one, and then I bought, then I had bought a second one, and then the third one, and eventually I had six of them. But one of them broke wow. down, and and the other one I didn't have any room for, so I, I let my brother have it. Maybe I was trying to get him to do some t-shirts because we never got to do a t-shirt on a t-shirt press. So I figured, you know, that would be kind of cool because like this this shirt right here, I paid, you know, like um like over like it's like nine nine or ten dollars for it online, and I could probably get it done for half the price if I learned how to do it myself. So I'm all about saving them dollar dollar bills. Right on. It's all about the cash money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, now, so I, I started. I started. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask. I'm fascinated with the whole pressing and cleaning of comic books because mm -hmm. uh, I've never heard of anyone actually doing this. Mm -hmm. And this this just fascinates. How do you clean a comic? Can you see this? Those are the machines behind me right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's all four of mine right there. Um, and then um, you clean them. There's a there's a variety of ways to do it. And there's some. I'm, I'm, I do it one of the more simplified ways. It's still, um, sorry, hang on one second. I'm maneuvered in here, especially <laughs> <way. laughs> uh, the, uh, you, the, 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 the most basic way to break it down is you need a, uh, cotton ball and some type of art eraser, or art gum, um, something that, you know, you can, that, um, can get, uh, that you can use to wipe off the backs of them. So most, most of the time, the only thing you're going to be able to clean is a white cover. Uh, you don't want to ever, ever erase or, or any, um, right. or erase. you don't ever want to erase on color. Uh, I was going to pull the color right off and it's going to ruin the book. Um, so you're just kind of more brightening the whites in it as well. Yeah. You're yeah. 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 Sort of so like that. It's a, it's a, it's like a hybrid form of restoration. It doesn't consider oh. it. It's not considered restoration. So long as you're not using chemicals, you're like taking away or adding anything to the book. Um, and if they, if CGC can pick up on that, um, no matter yeah, how small or big, like testing for steroids, then they'll hit you with a different color label and say, this has a restored, this has been a restored and yada, yada, yada. But oh, what I do is I don't use any chemicals. I just kind of keep it very simple. It's almost like a little, I call it comic alchemy just to be silly, but I mean, it is, <laughs> I like it. It's creating a, it's creating a change in the, in the books, you know? And uh, so I have these, I have that little tank. It's a humidity tank is what I call it. And uh, it's just kind of some that a buddy of mine put together and he was using and he gave it to me and I've had it ever since. It works great. And you can put a, one or two books in there and you, um, it's just natural. There's distilled water in like a basin, um, like a Tupperware box. And, uh, and then the comic rests on top of that. 
um, on some cardstock, some real thick, glossy cardstock for about an hour. And it gets the humidity uh, kind of the, the, the moisture kind of sets into the fibers of the paper. And then from there, I can put it on the machine and, and hit it and, and run it through a couple of times. And it gets a real nice, clean um, press usually. But there's stuff I can't fix, you know, all the time. It sucks. I have to leave stuff on the table because um, there's ways, there's all sorts of techniques that some of these guys do that they're, and they're very skilled. And I've, I've used a variety of tools, but I've always found that when I use those and I try to overextend myself, I can damage books and that's how mistakes right. happen. So I try mm. to stay grounded. And um, the way I, the way I overcome the uh, inability to, to be as, as effective as some of these guys is through customer service, communication, um, always talking to people, letting them know their books are safe. And then the, on the back end of that, I do submissions for CGC. So a lot of people have never done it before. Um, they don't, they're uncomfortable. They're scared to send their books off. They, they just need, they could have somebody like me come in there and facilitate it for them. And so that's what I do. And that's how I've been able to sustain my business a lot from, from that, on that side of things. And um, but I also get a, I've gotten a lot of support um, from the people on Facebook. It's all been word of mouth. So I started off um, telling my buddy that I, cause I sell books, right? So I've got a big network, like a hundred, 200 people I could reach out to or try to talk to and this and that. And <clears throat> one of my buddies sent me a beat up uh, secret wars eight, I think, or is it ASM two fifty two? one of the black suit books. And um, secret and wars I eight is one of them. Yeah. And it was, well, it came out and we got like a, like a two or three point improvement. It looked like, um, I think I repaired the spine on it. Um, cause if you can do spine roll repair, you can really help a book, uh, score higher. And, um, something happened, but he, we were both just like, wow. And so he, we, I sent it back to him and he took a bunch of pictures and it really kind of lit the, you know, ignited that, you know, set that ablaze for me. And from there, I just kind of took it and ran with it. And I've, I've, I've had a lot of fumbles along the way, but I've also scored a lot of touchdowns too. So. Um, it's nice to look, it's nice to look back into because there was a, a couple years ago I'd be on Facebook like man it'd be so cool if somebody would trust me with their ASM three hundred or their whatever and man I've done like a dozen of all of them now it's really cool like to be able to look back in retrospect and like Hulk one eighty ones and giant size X Men one I did an eight point five I think on one of those and oh, wow. um yeah a nine point eight um for first Venom the um, Amazing Spider Man three hundred that one's really hard to get for a nine eight. Um, that those books have those black backs on them and they're just unforgiving, man. They're heartless. Um, so, <laughs> every single one you come across will have a spine tick with at least one. So to get a nine, eight on that was really cool. The newsstand is a ghost. That one just doesn't exist. So, um, it's crazy though. If you see those price differences, like on that book for those that might not know, or just be, um, just, um, you know, n- novice, um, uh, comic book collectors and stuff, those price differences really matter from that nine, six to nine, eight on the newsstands. Uh, man, they're 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 crazy because like the nine six for a Venom is I think like a thousand dollars, and then the nine eight is like oh. like five or six thousand dollars or something. It's ridiculous. So that's that's what people try to. That's what cleaning and pressing can do though. And that sometimes a lot of people might have unrealistic expectations, or they're brand new to it. They don't really know what to expect. So I just try mm-hmm. to guide them through that, and I try to be transparent and let them know right off right off the bat, like this I probably can't fix. This I can't fix, but this I right. can. This I can. You know so. In a nutshell, I'm sorry to be dragged that out too long, but it's no, it's that's, that's fascinating. I'm that's real fascinating. passionate about it. And, you know, it's because it's a, yeah, it's something that somebody out there came up with one day and everybody else just kind of did it and uh, started doing it. And um, some people are have some sustainability with it. Some people, a lot of people now, they just do it recreationally as a hobby um, to, to, to go with their comic collecting. 
because they want to have their books look a little nicer. So they'll teach sure. themselves how to do it. And they'll just get one or two machines and they'll go to town. You know, I've, I've run into that now too, a lot. Neat. Very neat. Yeah. yeah I didn't know we were going to, I didn't know we were going to be talking about this today. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, man, we can talk about it later whenever, you know, you got, you have you got all my um, information now and stuff. So anytime if you have questions <laughs> or whatever. Sure. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, looks like Sage Page Omega is in the house. Good morning, Sage. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. So I would like to get into your comic book a little bit. So you're getting, mm-hmm. are you getting ready to kick off uh, your next Kickstarter for Roseville or what? Yeah, I want to. It might be on hold for a minute. So without having to get into too much details, I'm just, I'm Kickstarter's holding me up for, for that one. But um, not, not, not a problem or anything, but something that does might have to wait a little bit longer. So okay. I'm waiting. It's ready to go, though. I've got the preview page done, the video. I might need to um, tweak just a little bit, but it'll it'll all be ready when it's um, very soon. And um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm eager and excited to get it started because I was hoping to have it ready to go the day before Halloween. Uh, you know, that's perfect time for horror and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, uh, that's a shame that you didn't have it ready for this time mm-hmm. of year because I think it's a perfect time to sell that. Can you yeah. give us a little background on Roseville? Tell us a little bit about, about what it's about and such. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's about a, it's about a guy that's uh, well, he takes a temporary job assignment and uh, um, he lives in Georgia and uh, takes a temporary job assignment out in like a rural part of it. Um, it's just a little small town, never heard of it or anything. Uh, but he's an environmental engineer, and so they've got these little outposts all throughout the state, and they're monitoring soil, taking soil samples, and doing different things. But they have to have somebody on premises, you know, to, at these little places. And he's just going like a lighthouse almost, you know. And he's going to swap out, ch- change out places with this other guy for a couple weeks. And um, uh, he gets out there and uh, just doesn't get a good vibe, you know. What I mean, he's meeting some of these people are real standoffish and and abrasive and. He's, his, he's seeing stuff like and thinks he's having hallucinations. Maybe he needs he's sleep deprived. He doesn't know what's going on, but um, he's just off, not off to a very good start in the first one. And uh, it sets it up for the second one to see like what's to come. Uh, what, what, where, where, where does he go after his first night there? And he's by himself and everything. And um, he, when he gets there and he gets settled into the outpost, uh, his, 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 the guy he's replacing um, tells him that this, this place is uh, around here. Just, there's a family that owns a lot of the land and the property. And that's all he really knows. And um, he sees weird stuff. And I don't want to get into too much detail for anybody that might want to read it. And, um, but he, he, he tells him that, you know, he doesn't know much, but he minds his own business. He, and, and so that's, that's kind of where he leaves it at. Just he's suggesting and like, in, insinuating that um, the character, the main character, the protagonist, uh, Alex, he should mind his own business too, probably. And uh, that's kind of where it leaves <laughs> off at. <laughs> it's a fun little cliffhanger at the end, but I don't want to give that away or anything. It's it connects to everything that w- the story will start with in number two, and it's a lot of fun. It's um, I kind of compare it to uh, like a blend of House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, nice. the, the art's a lot of fun. Aaron Aaron Moran, he's a an, an, uh, an English guy. He's from England, and uh. This is his first American comic book. He's done some other like adaptations like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and War of the Worlds. And then he's done some original stuff, too. Um, but this is his first time uh, being over here in these waters. And and just like me, like really getting out there and doing a an ongoing sort of limited thing um, like this. And uh, it's been a lot of fun working with him. He's real patient, understanding. And uh, he can he, we bounce ideas off of each other. And he knows kind of what I'm what I'm wanting to achieve, you know, because I'll do storyboards 
I'm sure that everybody's creative process is different, but um, mine kind of comes, it's real like freestylish, I guess, if I had, for lack of a better term. Okay. Um, and because, uh, you know, just impro a lot of improvisa improvisation, for example, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I think you mentioned that you wanted to talk about End of Man, um, my yeah, sci-fi yeah. book. And uh, that one, I'm, I'm about to have to start lettering. Uh, it's all the pages are fully colored now. And, but when I go to letter that I don't have like a script written out or anything written down, like where the story is written, like you would like a fictional novel, I'll just go on the page and I'll start lettering it. I've got all that digital. I do all that digitally myself. And, um, that's been a whole process. If you were to look at my very first book compared to the one that just came out, there's still issues that need to be resolved and stuff. I'm still learning, but man, it's night and day compared to what I, how, how I've done that. And I've, I've had help along the way though. Um, like my buddy SK, he's a, he's a really, uh, he, he's, a, he's like a full-time letterer and uh, he's really good. He's, he's giving me tips and some other people as well. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a whole deal. Um, you know, and, um, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we were talking about, no, this something. is really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, really you're talking about your creative process. Um, oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's it. But that was what it was. Uh, yeah. So I just kind of wing it, you know, and I'll go in and I'll set stuff in place and I'll kind of have a feel for what I want to do. And, um, and then I'll, then I'll go on to the next page and I'll eventually I'll, I'll come back and I'll see how it lines up and if it syncs up and all too often, like I'll, I'll back I have to do this like hundreds of times. Like I kid you not, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like an obsessive thing, you know? And <clears throat> even when the books come out, I'm like, Oh, that's wrong. Or the, and I'm talking about like a period being off by like one space or something. Like I can catch it and it just drives me nuts. So, um, but yeah, it's, a. Uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun learning how to how to, yeah. how to make these books and how to write the stories and and how to you know how to do it all and uh, it's it's a process though. Yeah, the we've got you can do yourself the better off you're going to be. I'll tell anybody that that wants to try to make a comic book, teach yourself okay. or find people that can do stuff for as cheap as possible because the um the artwork alone, if you're going to pay anybody um a semblance of what they're probably worth, uh, it's probably about a hundred dollars for a page of art. You know, and comic books are 24 pages. You got covers and other stuff to account for. So just that right. alone, you know, it's, 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 a, it's can get a little expensive. So sure. Yeah. We, we learned that from Carissa. We had Carissa Grant. On yeah. Carissa's awesome. Shout out Carissa. Yeah, she, she's awesome. Yeah. She's been on two, two episodes of, of ours and she, yeah, she was talking about the cost. It was, it, it, it how much it cost her to get a, uh, an artist. Yeah. And she just recently switched artists. And mm -hmm. she's paying a lot more for, for the next one. So yeah. Yeah. First, I, that is expensive. Oh yeah. When I first got started, it was just a couple of, it's a couple of guys that worked at a tattoo shop together out in Alabama and I'm um, Tom and Trey and they were buying books from me. And, uh, and we just kind of got, we were just kind of clicking one night, one night and said, I mean, I want to make, try to make a comic book. And, uh, and, and Trey was like, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. And so he came up with this little cover piece um, based on some info, I think I gave him and, and one thing led to another and we had a book going and we had like $4,000 in Kickstarter and it was great. You know, I got to pay them off and, um, there were like a hundred backers and that's what this is. Awful thoughts. This was, this was like my first horror passion project and I hope okay. to do another one one day, but that one's going to be even more expensive. And so I just need to make sure that my network and my base and support system will be in place before I try to do something like that, because, um, if I don't have that the, the help and the funding, then I have to bear the brunt of that, that and I just can't afford sure. to do it anymore after all these different projects and money that's been utilized and mishandled and handled properly in, in different rounds. Right. So 
it's um, a learning process. Yeah, yeah you got it. So there's a learning process going on, and that's why people are patient, and they've been patient with End of Man, for example. That was the only project I've had that's hit a that hit a snag, and uh, I took a lot of pre-orders for that. Tried to do it myself, um, and um, like a, about a year ago was when I first got that whole thing started, and so it's finally come full circle, and I'm really excited. Like I'll probably start writing some of it today, actually, because uh, I need to get that done, and then. The good thing is about Razor Wire McGuire, the other one that just funded, is that um, I didn't um, write it or letter it or anything. I'm just helping my buddies out to get to bring it to print and to publish it through Kingdom Comics. And mm -hmm. um, it's a, all I have to do is set those pages in place and make sure they're sized right. And then I'll send those out to the to the um, people at Comics Wellspring. Who, that's who I get all my stuff printed from. They're great. And um, uh, they'll, they'll print them up. So I, I'll have these two books hopefully coming out very close proximity to each other here within the next month or so. So that'll be fun. And then I can launch uh, Roseville number two at that point, I think. Nice. Mm -hmm. Right on. Very cool. Well, we've got someone who asked the question. Um, sure. What uh, what gave you the idea uh, for this story? So I'm assuming that's specifically talking about Roseville. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, it's actually a really interesting story. The, uh, one of the books that I did a long time ago that it was, it's been discontinued since then, but it was fun. It's called birds of a feather. And the first time I, when I first met Aaron, uh, my buddy showed him this piece of this guy wearing this like pig head mask. And it was real weird and grotesque and strange and like beautifully bizarre. It was very, very like polarizing to me. I just like, wow, it's cool. And I reached out to him and, and one thing led to another and he gave me, or I, I paid him because uh, he, he told me I could use the pig head cover for free. If like for an awful thoughts um, cover, if I wanted, so I did. And then I paid him to do another one, which is going to be for this Birds of a Feather book. And it's supposed to be like Dia de los Muertos, like a, like a, it's, I wanted it to be like this, like a witch, like a South American, like a bruja or like something really dark and creepy with like the candy skull mask and all of that. Oh, cool. Like a, a big old headdress and stuff. Cause uh, one of the, one of the, the issues was going to take place in that time period, like with the, um, and without having to get into that, um, the, uh, when he, he, he gave me this, this piece back. Uh, the the art piece and it didn't really look anything like what we, what we were going for, and but it was neat. It was really cool, and that's what I ended up using for the Roseville. That's what inspired me to do the the Roseville story, um, and that's what the cover A is for number one. There's a if you if you go back and you look at my first Roseville number one, there's a the very the, the basic cover, the red one with the there's a giant rose in the top left hand corner. Uh, that everything from that cover that he drew on there that we couldn't use for that other story. I started, the wheels started turning in my head. I'm like, how do I turn this cover, like this movie montage looking awesomeness? How do I turn, take all that and put it into a story? And that's how I came up with Roseville. And it, it's a lot, it's heavily inspired by books, by, by games like Resident Evil, uh, um, okay. Village especially. Like that game was just awesome. And right. you'll, you, if you go, go into this book and read it and read it all the way through, you'll be like, oh yeah, I can definitely see where he, why, how, why, why he said that. Um, <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of just different different elements of all these different stories and things that I love and 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 enjoy. Um, I've kind of tried to throw into this mishmash kind of hodgepodge kind of um, story here. And I've got some really neat stuff I think that's exciting that people will like. And it's very violent and gory and um, unforgiving. You know, it's like a, a dark take on the hero's journey. So um, it's going to feel like real hopeless most of the time. There's not a whole lot of, light you know what i mean so it'll be a lot of fun though i'm really excited and um it's fun too because this one has um 
it has symbols and stuff and it's uh okay it's, it's in a sense you would some people may say anti-religious or different things of that sort but i've i've actually been i've i've heard it already and stuff because it's it deals with at the at, at its core you've got this satanic cult that's that's sort of lingering around this town and stuff that alex is going to get involved with and they're going to try to you know um take him out and uh it's it's it, they have there's a lot of that and you'll but it, there's 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 story and explanation for all of that and it's all fun it's fiction you know like i don't ever want anybody to get too um concerned about that or anything you know as far as like the satanic stuff it's 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 weird though every people are um some people don't could care less and then other people though i've i've you know i have have their concerns it's very uh interesting to see how people respond to stuff like that you know it's just a story you know uh, gotcha gotcha would you what do you like best though about the process, especially with with a horror comic? What's what has been like? Um, obviously, we're in October and and it's you know Halloween time and things like that, and people love to talk horror and stuff like that. But for you, why a horror film or a, a horror comic? What's what drew you to that? Um, man, I, I love the horror, inspiration horror. from the artwork. I saw, I saw some of that, but, but I was just curious for you. Ooh, I could do a really cool story behind all of this. Yeah. What drives you for that? So with horror, um, those are always, I've just, I love, um, the blood and guts and the violent stuff and those kind of like <laughs> movies and cartoons and stuff. I can't help it. I just love it. I grew up playing video games like Mortal Kombat and that's probably what, why, but Nevertheless, um, those those yep. those stories you can get away with uh, so much more. You can kind of just let it all hang out. You can do whatever you want usually, and you can get yeah. as weird and crazy as you want. I also I'm a big fan um, of stories that are a little off or kind of like unsettling and disturbing and stuff. Like to just have this very high shock value and stuff. I really like that stuff. And um, I grew up like watching Tales from the Crypt, uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt, and. Uh, creep show and tales from the dark side and um, yeah. all, all those oh, tales from the dark side i loved yeah that's a good one that's kind of been forgotten about i think over the t- over time i think they remade it though on shutter one of those channels there's a whole netflix of horror now like shutter you know and um it's i just love horror in general and so that's why when i first when i did my first book awful thoughts that's why we went in the horror direction but then from there, things quickly kind of opened up and I got opportunities to do other types of stories. That's where Birds mm-hmm. of a Feather came about. Um, that's about mm-hmm. a little South American Latina um, uh, hero, like a got a Batman kind of origin where she has to go fight back against the cartels and use the limited resources that she has to do it. You know, she's not rich like Bruce Wayne. So she has to, <laughs> she has to rely on her family and her, she has, you know, her family and her, her wherewithal and all of that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we, we got, I think we got it. Yeah. We got three issues into that and we did the funding and the, the demand just um, really wasn't quite there. So kind of had to leave that be where it was at. And um, but then I also got an opportunity to work with these guys that were forming a um, crypto coin. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about that part of it, but they wanted to make a metaverse and they wanted to world build and they wanted to do it um, with this video game. They were their main piece. And then they wanted to have other media come in and set like pieces of canon in place for them and uh, build lore. And so they had me come in and do these uh, little short story anthology type of deal called the Legionnaire Files. And I did three of those, I think it was. Uh, and then they did the funding just kind of went there again. Like this was t- during COVID time. And then, and then, and then the market, the crypto um, currency took a big spill. And uh, I don't mm-hmm. think they ever 
um, rebounded from that because he was going to um, get back in touch with me for another one. And uh, they, man, they paid me really well. It was awesome. And I got, I brought my buddy Tom on who did this one with me to do those stories. And, uh, but again, we were, I'm still learning. We were still learning. Both of us were still learning back then. And we did some really cool stuff though. Um, set up some little Canon stuff for them. And, um, but I got er some experience early on and, um, um, but it, 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 it helped a lot, but also it, um, I feel like maybe it might've set me back a little bit because I got real comfortable where I was at thinking that oh, this is all going to be, you know, like good, good enough, you know, and I kind of got in that comfort zone and, um, I didn't learn maybe as much as I could have as quickly as I could have, but it's okay. You know? It's a, I'm not, I'm not in a, it's not a race, you know, so it's a journey. I just don't want to let anybody down, you know, I don't want to let people down, oh, sure. let them, you know, whenever, when they got to come through, whenever you say you're going to come through. So mm -hmm. sure. Sure thing. That's um, all I, about. I, but yeah, it's been, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I'd like to move into a little bit of your, your sci-fi comic book and, and yeah, learn sure. a little bit more about that. Now, what did you say the title was for that one? It's called in, End of Man. <laughs> end of man okay and can yeah. you give us a little background on end of man yeah so um it's it's again it's, it's my first sci-fi book it's got some horror elements so i was trying to figure out a way to do sci-fi horror with it um and it's, it's sort of just it's organically evolving and kind of it's just some amorphous blob right now it's got some direction but doesn't it could go at any it's you know it's like in a quantum state where it can kind of move uh, however it needs to according to how people respond to number one. So, um, yeah, I set out to do this, uh, with a um, former partner, partner of mine. And, um, we, we got the funding up front and, um, and then we didn't really need to do Kickstarter. I tried to do some pre-orders. I did successfully do some pre-orders. And then we also did a Kickstarter to try to help out on the back end. Um, it was black and white though. So it, it, when I got the artwork back, it just didn't quite look right. It, it, it didn't, it wasn't complete mm. looking to me. So I had to go back and get the guys, get guys to color it, and it's just taken a really long time for for various reasons, you know. And um, uh, but man, the, the guys that, that did the artwork, they did a great job. I'm proud of them and happy that we're we finally have it done. So now it's up to me to go ahead and get it lettered and, and wrapped up and to the printer. And um, I've got some metal covers for it. I've got some cool virgin I mean, variants and a, fo a foil one and do it. Just, I, I just said that's 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 neat that you got the, uh, the yeah. have you guys you've seen the metal covers before no i haven't mm -mm. no i never oh man they're great they're these little real heavy like like actual sheet metal on, on the front of the cover it's badass they've ref refract the light real cool and uh they're nice you know people like them they people eating them up so they're 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 neat though those are cool and then i, I just got into making my own uh hollow chrome uh covers too and they're a little expensive also but not as much as the metal so um, and all that stuff's a lot of fun. It's neat to get to kind of get your cover art and then figure out how you want to market it and how you want to, what you want to do with it. And being a, I'm like a freelance amateur, um, graphic designer, um, I can kind of have some, I can take some creative liberties and I can kind of shape that and, and have more control over that than maybe than the average person. And, um, it's, it's, it's fun getting to go in there and work on Photoshop and, 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 make things and be like oh man it's so cool you know like i got into the homage covers and wanted to make those real early on because it's just tr trendy and easy and fun and um we did some neat ones though one of them that never got to get printed or, or utilized i don't think yet yet at least is uh we did an altered beast uh the sega genesis the arcade game you know uh they, yeah. they had a really neat cover for one of their their, their game and uh, we used that and it's like this, it was a zombie story that i was going to help these guys kind of create and build and do and um 
and they had the zombie guy like the main guy in the and on the you know as a homage for that for that cover and man it came out great it was so cool and um you know that's just another thing that's just kind of you come they come and go you know and you you take that and you learn from it and you try to put that you put that in your pocket and <laughs> keep on moving you know uh, it just feels like it was you know just months ago gotcha you know now and now i can now cgc will give me my own yellow labels like the first time when awful thoughts came out i had to get cbcs to do it and i'm not knocking them or anything but they're I'm, my preference would be cgc and a lot, a lot of people um i believe prefer cgc still so that that's kind of just the gold standard for what it, what has been for a while and it's going to be neat i've got 20 copies different covers all coming back soon for um some graded books that i've done that i signed myself and uh, it's going to be really exciting to see all those yellow labels. So they're coming soon for anybody that might be watching and is waiting on one. <laughs> nice, nice. Probably nobody. What, right? what has been your favorite part of the process? I mean, you know, creating these books and and working with artists and, um, you know, developing the stories or, uh, you know, what has been kind of like what gets you up in the morning where like, yeah, I can't wait to do this part of the project or. Um, it varies from, 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 from book to book. And, um, I'm by okay, the way, I, fair. I didn't, I didn't get to tell you, um, did I, you asked me to tell, to talk a little about, about what end of man was about. Right. We can double back to that. If that's, did you ask me? Okay. I, I got, again, you know, I get, I get off on these tangents, man. Um, the, uh, it's all good. It's just a coffee conversation. This is fabulous. <laughs> the, this is great. Uh, Part of the, the, the process uh, that I enjoy the most is getting to see my stale. So I was telling you earlier, I do stick figures for my, when I'm building out this idea in my head, I try to visualize it like a storyboard for a movie would go or an animation or something. And right. so I can't draw very good. Um, so I'll do little stick figures or just little half-ass attempts to kind of push put things in the framework of these panels that i did i just kind of draw and it, whatever is in my head i'll just boom 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 okay here's a splash page okay here's four panels in this one yada 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 and i'll make it work like a puzzle you know and um and so i'll go and put the stick figures in and then i'll have a descriptive narrative a very thorough explanation as to what might be going on in here because i guarantee you if you look at it you're not going to be like well what the heck is that <laughs> and um and so um Aaron and Aaron and all the other guys, Tom and Trey and um, uh, Mariano and all the other pe people I've worked with have done a great job of anybody that's done interiors, um, you know, um, uh, LaCam. I've done I've worked with about five or six people now, I think. So it's been pretty cool getting to meet everybody and um, seeing the uh, the community, how they respond. And mm. um, it's easy to get discouraged a lot um, because you put stuff out there and you want people to receive it and, and to love it, you know, and to love you and, and you herald you as the next big thing. And, um, all, all too often that never happens. And, um, and so you got to just stay the course though. And you got to kind of stay in your own lane and do what you're doing because there's so many people out here on in the world and on the internet that you don't have to focus on one area or one group of people or impress them or impress them. I was all caught up in trying to submit my stories and my books to all these major publishers when they first came out. And it is neat getting to actually email them and know that they're reading this to some extent. And um, they would, some of them would respond. Some of them never would. Um, but um, 
you don't need that. You know, yeah, um, those those companies aren't even going to really do a whole lot for you that you can't ha wouldn't have already done yourself in, in order for them to even take a look at you. So by the, by the time they're interested in what you're doing, you're self-sustaining or you've just got so much money and people that are part of the project, like big names that you can, that they're just going to want to take it anyways. You know, Oh, who's your artist? Oh, Greg Capullo. Okay, cool. We'll print it. You know I mean? <laughs> so, if, uh, so, um, but anybody like me or somebody that's just, just trying to come up and, and do something like that, um, it, um, you got to just get out there and put your stuff out there and let people take it and see what they do with it. And, respond to, um to you know take that constructive criticism and build from it you know and don't don't get discouraged you know there's been plenty of times where i've been like man this i don't think this is going to work out for me <laughs> and uh but it, it finds a way you know and because i find a way and so but mm. uh, creating is the best i think in general just being a creator of, of something is is awesome you know i think all people have that ability and and you know and that, um the capacity for it at the very least and so um, we're, that's how we're built, you know, we're made to create stuff. So, um, but getting to tell stories is awesome. I hope that one day I don't have to clean and press comic books or buy them and resell them. I'd love to just tell my stories, you know, and, um, it's, it's going to take a, a lot more, a lot more work to get there though. But there's people out there that are, that are, that are from all different walks of life that have been in, and that are at different levels of even just doing Kickstarter, like exclusive Kickstarters and having an online, um, built in audience and then branching out from there doing conventions is, is a big thing. I did a big horror convention on my birthday this last this this year uh, back in August and it was badass. It was so much fun. My, my mom went out there with me and helped me set up my booth and or help me help me kind of like hold the fort down, you know. What yeah. what was the and, horror uh, convention? It was, it was, all people were dressed up. And the Houston well, Horror Film Festival. Houston, it's a big okay. one. Okay. All right. I was just curious mm -hmm. cuz we got uh, and, and, uh, and they did we got podcast buddies, the three key, three geeky dads. Um, but they're like in the, mm -hmm. I think in the Boston area, they're in, and, the, in the Northeast. Right. Okay. And they just did a horror convention. I was kind of wondering if it was the same one, but <laughs> obviously, obviously yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I got to meet people from all over the country though. The, the guys that were sitting next to me were these independent film guys that did these real gritty, like trauma type movies. They're called the Janice click. And uh, they had a better buddy, Wig Wolf, with them, and he he just did this strange version of a uh, Wizard of Oz. And they'd like to they they record on they like to do like the VHS camcorders. They said they get like a better grainy, oh, wow. like um, authentic picture um, and and feel. And uh, they have all their techniques and stuff they do. Like one of them was like putting Vaseline on the uh, on the, on the oh, lens, right? Um, and different things like like that, like home home brewed recipes and stuff. And um. Anyways, yeah, it was really fun getting to meet those guys, and I, I plan to do more stuff like that in the future. I'm doing a, I'm really excited about uh, Christmas time in December. I'm doing a one called the IndieCon, I think is what it's called. Um, I'm guilty of not having looked into it a whole lot. My buddy told me about these guys, and so I paid them and got my table. And I'm, I've been so busy though; I just haven't had a lot of time to really get with anybody. And um, but I'm super excited. It's all for indie people. It's just, it's, it's geared, it's designed Neat. for indie creators. So the people that are coming out are looking to support indie creators. It's not like you're going to a horror con and you want to get an autograph from the guy that played Michael Myers. And then you want to just maybe find a, a Michael Myers t-shirt and get out of there. You, you could probably care less about what I'm doing, my comic books or my creation or anything. So not, not, not to discount anybody in that way, you know, everybody that walks by and stuff, who knows, they might, they might see me like, Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, that, that's not to say anything like that, but um, 
you know what I mean? No, the, 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 your demographic is targeted uh, sure. with this. Where, um, whereas with like a horror or a comic con in general, um, you're more at a disadvantage because people that like people that go to comic cons, they're not necessarily looking for indie creator stuff um, or and just indie stuff in general. They might be looking for just Batman or just the Flash or just Spider Man, yada yada yada. You know. So mm-hmm. this one will be a lot of fun. These people are they set up panels for people like myself to get involved in and um, like giveaways and raffles and. Um, there's different stuff they have going on and it'll just be a lot of fun. It'll be the first one I've done since the horror con. And, um, okay. but I've got some other opportunities. I've done some local stuff with, um, the, the shops around here. They've been super supportive and, uh, um, I'm just excited to see where we can go from here. Um, the rest of the year is going to be really busy and hectic. So, but if I can come through it on the other side, alive and breathing, uh, then I'll find a way to, to drag myself to the finish line. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Very um, nice. I will. I will say this: Roseville Two is going to be a very pivotal comic book for me because it's one that, like I said, I've kind of come to an impasse with finance financially, where I just can't quite get there anymore. I've got too much other stuff now on the back end to take care of, and um, and just money is just very tight, and so then I have to pay Aaron, you know, and I got to get covers done, and I got to pay for promotions and different things of that sort, and um, so if this one doesn't hit its goal then I'm going to have to really kind of step back and maybe just be a little more patient and try to make mm. let the, the, everything I've got done, everything that's finished and ready to, you know, print and sell, let that kind of run, do it, do its due diligence and go to conventions and be online and be visible and generate my money that way. And then mm. I can maybe branch step back out into that arena and, and do another book and just kind of move one at a time, you know, and um, cause I did, I stretched myself very thin. Very, what's, I don't know the terminology. I stretched myself thin, too thin, too far, yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, sure. I, I branched out too, <laughs> way too far um, and um, early on and tried to just do too much, too ambitious. And, um, and, and it cost me, you know, because there were, there were financial decisions that I made that weren't, that were probably were, were um, uh, too bad, uh, were not very good. And just different, not, not just all, not just financially, but um, just decisions in general, working with this person or that person or this company or that company doing something this way, doing something that way. Um, it's been a lot of trial by fire, but it's been, it's been awesome though, because I'm all, here I am, you know, still, and um, I've still got, you know, the, the books are doing good um, and people are still supporting being supportive. And uh, I'm just really thankful for that. You know, that people have stuck around and uh, still take an interest in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now we we've got a question from somebody, and I'm not sure what exactly okay. this means. So maybe you can help us. I am on IG. Yeah. Okay. Um, if go. you do just like my just like my name there at Kingdom Comics, just put the at symbol in front of it, and you can find me on there. I'm pretty active on IG. I'm very active on Facebook. You know, <laughs> I know they say that nowadays that's where the geezers go, but uh, that, I love Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, little, I, I don't do. Um, I don't do TikTok and Twitter. I, I got away from because he changed it to X, and it's just like I don't want to deal with all that anymore. No, and because it, it, Twitter already is very hard to get traction on. It's tough, man. Or for, for oh, I agree. We, we we've had um, a hard time traction on there. Yeah, too. I I got I, um I just had to follow a bunch of people that were like like minded and had different interests, like horror stuff, and grab somebody's thread that like it looks like oh that person's got 
kind of got it going on or they're they're like they're kind of like me and then see who they're who's following them and then follow them and hope that you know you can get connected to some people somehow but it's just man it's been that was brutal so i cut i cut out twitter and so i'm just facebook and instagram and then i'm youtube of course i I do my upload my videos my little previews there but that's Mm -hmm. really about it so yeah the whole social game is is quite an interesting uh yeah uh it, it, there's an algorithm to it too. I mean, you know, there's just, yeah, you know, which ones to use? Why do you start with one or another? Right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, we are coming up on our hour, everybody. Holy cow. I thought it was just like five minutes there. <laughs> can I tell you real quick, can I plug real quick the end of man since you asked me? On, oh, definitely. Um, yes. Yeah. We so need to get back it's to about that. A, yes. An aspiring astronomer. It's a, it's a college student. She's about to be finished with school. Um, and she is, out in the woods one day with their father. Uh, they're observing some, some looking up in the stars and a meteorite boom hit like not too far away from them, you know, um, in their area. And she, she, um, her dad gets knocked down to the shockwave and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got a leg issue. So he's got a cane and he's a little easier, more susceptible to that. And he falls down. She goes, she asks him if he's okay. She wants to go investigate. So she she says, yeah, I'll be okay. And she takes off and stumbles across this meteorite. And, uh, one thing leads to another and her life is forever changed. So I don't want to say much more than that. And you can check it out. It'll be ready in about a month. And then, um, but yeah, follow me on IG, find me on Facebook and, uh, hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll just keep moving forward and in the right direction. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, The best place everybody to, if you really want to take a look at all of, um, Joffrey's, uh, work, um, or really to kind of see what he's even got going to come, notifications of what's coming ahead is look at kickstarter um jeffrey is there any other places that people can find you on the internet yeah i, I need to i need to um update it and keep it um con- more be more consistent with it but my website is active all the time you can always contact me there and um i'm, I'm gonna do my best to get it updated very soon um uh, it's kingdomcomics.com just like the you know, kingdom spelled a little weird. I tried to be fancy with it and make it like a key comic book in a kingdom. And that's so cool. Oh my God. So right. that's, that's where that came from. But, uh, uh, find me on there and I'm always, you can, you can, and you can see my other links and stuff, I think on there too, for Facebook and Instagram. Very nice. Very yeah. Nice. I, I went ahead and added it to the chat, uh, on, cool. no, um, thanks, everywhere. Yeah. That's going to be on our Facebook pages, everybody. Also our Twitch page, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, so you can find that. So everybody can get the link to there. So very good. All right. right on. Well, Jeffrey, it's been great having you with us. Thank you so much. I mean, I've been, totally fascinating who knew you know here we are going october thinking oh we'll talk about we'll talk about some horror comics this will be really good mike's like oh i got another indie guy i'm like oh this will be interesting (laughs) oh boy we really rolled into all kinds of different things about comic books i had no idea and i really appreciate your time thank you yeah man no problem like i said i told you earlier i'm a little long-winded so as long as i didn't (laughs) Feel the show away from anybody, but it seemed like we got we got a, we had a good back and forth. So there's a yeah. lot to talk about with this stuff. So like I said, it's it's a full time grind for me between these different you know facets of the business, and it's been a lot. It's been a great. It's been a really fun ride, and I'm just you know hoping to keep riding that wave and see where it takes me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is inspiring. I, I will say that I appreciate some of the things that you've stated today. Just about. 
being creative, that we're all meant to be creative. I love that. And it is just an incredible outlet. But one of the other things that you mentioned is just the whole uh, keeping on, keeping on. That was the whole yeah. thing of, you oh, know, yeah. you've had times where you're like, oh, my goodness. But then you're like, no, the, the, you found a way um, uh, to make these things work. And so I, I think that's encouraging for anybody out there that you're interested in doing this. Um, obviously, um, connect with uh, Joffrey. He's got, uh, it sounds like you've got an incredible network uh, of people. And, um, and I, I would like to say that, uh, keep us updated if you would, please, especially when yeah, you yeah. start getting Roseville two um, yes. ready, once you get through the Kickstarter stuff that you need to get through mm. everybody, there's rules about Kickstarter. Just say it. <laughs> That's one other thing I learned today. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know a lot about wrong. Kickstarter. So you, you learned me on that too. <laughs> yeah but yeah it's going to be more like the wild west just let me do what i want to do but yeah right everybody's got their rules it's <laughs> yeah it's fair though you know they want to make sure that because they're, they're they're like fun they're like creating a, a way for somebody to give you money and stuff and for something that technically might never come to fruition and it says all that you know in the beginning you know but they want to make sure that, that they're trying to do as best they can to make sure that that's people are being taken care of before they pay you more money I mean, that's fair yeah. That yeah. And that makes sense. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, um, any other, uh, final thoughts, Mr. Mike, um, just go check, check out Joffrey, um, go check out his Kickstarter and his Facebook and all that good stuff and just learn more about him. Um, also if you've made it this far, please make sure and go give us a like and subscribe, go like us on Facebook and follow us on Facebook and, mm -hmm follow us here on YouTube and click the, the little bell, um, give the bell a tickle so that you get notifications of every time we go live. We are live pretty much every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math on the rest because I don't like math. <laughs> um, and apparently I'm bad at telling people Central Standard Time, but I think I did a good job with you, Joffrey, today, uh, making sure that you understood that it was Central Standard yeah. Time. I had to learn that myself because I'm on the sales and stuff. You know, you got to do the CST, Central Standard Time, and, and Central. And there, right. you'll, never, you'll, set, you'll type it out, and people will still be like, what, what, what is it? Uh, what time? And that's, you know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes it's make not sure just you us like mike <laughs> that's good that's good because apparently i told carissa i didn't tell carissa last week central standard and she was an hour early ah. and we weren't even one yet so <laughs> like, nice. all right that's all i got Steven. all right well, real quick, everybody, I want to make sure, uh, please check us out at our page, uh, www.2geeksmike.com. That's the number two, G-E-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. Um, there you'll find all things Two Geeks, and uh, be sure to check us out there. You can get to our merch page plus um, our Kofi page. That's where you can support us if you're curious about that. That is ko-fi.com slash the number two geeks, Two Geeks. Um, and 
and uh, all I- anything there that just with the support, we have the $1, $2 and $3 tiers. That's just to help us just do the show and meet all these incredible people. Um, and uh, so it's been fabulous. If you want to reach out to us, please check us out at show at two geeks, Shoot us an email. If there's a topic or anything you'd like to chit chat about, uh, let us know. We take them all into consideration. We love kind of being branching out into new things. So, all right. Well, with that, Mike, I am good. Joffrey, thank you so much for joining yes, us. It's been you. great having you here with us. Yeah, you too, guys. And hopefully I can come back on whenever everything else gets rolling and unveiled and, and I'm a little further along in my journey. I'll come back and touch base with you guys, hopefully. That would right. be great. Sounds that would great. be great. We'd love it. We look Thanks, forward man. to it. All right. With that said, thank you guys for joining us and see you next week. Uh, Jeff and Zig will be with us next week from Nerdery and Murdery. We'll be talking a little uh, Darth Bane. I'm looking forward to that. And then Jeff's got some kind of special Murdery stories. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's supposed to tie in with either St. Louis or Montana, one of the two. So We'll we'll find out next week because Jeff's Jeff's very secretive on that stuff. So yeah, we'll, he's not we're... telling us nothing. Yeah, he doesn't tell us <laughs> nothing. He just says, "I got it, I got it." So uh, tune in next week to see what Jeff has for his murdery stuff. All right. With that said, over and out, and may the force be with you always. <laughs>